The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Your throat doesn't hurt? No, I You just don't. sound specifically sexy today. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I feel... All right, well, don't make it deeper. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't I, suave at me. I feel sexy. <laughs> well, nope, there it goes right out the window. Oh. Eliza Minnelli did, and now it's not sexy anymore. Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that sounds more like I'm uh, announcing like a stock car race. Yeah, or, or at... um. Off-track betting. <laughs> coming up next, Daddy's <laughs> Little Secret. <laughs> She's coming around the bend, boys. I got your whiskeys up and your children in the car. <laughs> I'm Marcus Parks. <laughs> I'm Jackie Zabrowski. How are you doing today, Jackie? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm doing, uh, you know, besides the weird deep voice thing, I think you I'm sound fine. Great, I, fi- I think I sound good. You sound very I think good. I sound good, but it still weirded me out a little bit. That's all right. You had a weird experience this weekend. Man, I did. I had a very weird experience this weekend, but also a very positive experience this weekend. Um, I was asked to come in and be a, a lingerie model for an independent company in Brooklyn. And this place, at first, I was asked to come and be a plus-size lingerie model. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. But I didn't realize that it was also normal-sized lingerie. As well. Ah. Which, not that that's a problem for me. It's a very female-empowered company. It's called Dear Kate, D-E-A-R-K-A-T-E. I immediately looked it up when they had asked me, because I'm like, I'm not doing smut. What do they want? (laughs) Pictures of me when I'm going to be in some weird fucking room just in my fucking underpants? (laughs) But it's a a legitimately, it's a very good company with a very good message of of female empowerment and loving yourself. And and I was doing a line um, that was for heroines so i was doing immediate uh, originally i was supposed to do amelia Earhart, but then i changed to they changed me up to frida Kahlo. and then there was also uh, really yeah did you put on the fake mustache and everything i didn't they wouldn't let me oh. i was like <laughs> no i wanted them to put the eyebrow, the eyebrow on me yeah. um but they were trying i guess like they were ex- they were put up in the media because uh they were seen as objectifying women because they had people come in because they usually use people that are not normally models, mm-hmm. people that do other things and they bring them in um, and it's a very comfortable environment and they they want to you know kind of bend the image of what women have to be to be an underwear model. Right. And it, I, I'm not exactly sure of the whole full story of it, but basically they were using um, like people that work in computers and stuff like that and they were like all of their computers but in their underwear and someone saw that as objectifying women and they ended up being in um Fox News because of yeah, it. Yeah, Fox and Friends. Fox I and Friends, yes. Are. And uh it, it, it they still think it's funny that this whole thing happened which I mean you walk in the room and the last thing they're doing is objectifying women. Right. I mean, they're trying to empower people that would not normally see themselves as an underwear model. And, you know, it's filled with, it's it was all women in there. Not that I would have cared if dudes were in there too, but they created a very comfortable environment for me. But I also had to deal with, like, I, at first, I was like, yeah, I take off my clothes all the time. It's fine. Yeah, I'm, I, d- I do it every day. Yeah, and, and I also and you do it on stage as right. well. Right, yeah. like that's the thing. And I was like, yeah, this is fine. And then I got there, 
and I took off my clothes getting ready to do it, and I realized how immediately uncomfortable I was. Mm -hmm. And I'm never, I'm very rarely uncomfortable because I have a very, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I like myself. Physically uncomfortable, you yes. mean? Like, un yeah. Oh, no, not even, no, not in the laundry. I meant, like, realizing that these were going to be pictures taken right. of me rather than, like, oh, I'm on stage, I'm doing this character, I'm hiding behind something else, and so it's okay that I look like this, but it's just me in underwear getting my picture taken. And it was, like, like my mind flipped because I was like, why am I uncomfortable about this like what am I why do I immediately self-loathing like I immediately was like you're gonna photoshop some of this right you're gonna do and I I, I was m very much not myself for the whole like first two hours of it yeah trying to like settle in even though they were all good people they weren't making me feel that way but I feel like sometimes when you put yourself into a situation that you realize when when you think yeah, I could do that, and I'm fine with that. And then you get into the situation, you're like, oh, no, I might not be fine with this. Yes. And I probably could have backed out, but I just decided to deal with it and, yeah. like, deal with my head and be like, I'm okay, this is okay, this is what I'm here for, and it's fine. But it took a while to get me to that point where I immediately felt like a rat in a cage, and I was like, get me out. I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I was like... I was trying to expand myself. Mm. You know, this is something that I would never in my wildest dreams have thought that I would have been asked to be a lingerie model for anything, even as a little plus size, like for anything. And I was like, that's why I can't handle it. You yeah. know, it's like also like a part of me from like childhood almost, where it's like thinking of like, what am I doing? I can't do this. I'm not sexy. This is not like this doesn't look good. Why do they want to take pictures of me? Like immediately go into the like, oh, is it to like make fun of me? Yeah. And that's where my head goes. It's like I am 27 years old and I'm like, they're gonna make fun of me. <laughs> they're gonna make fun of me. They're gonna take pictures of me and they're gonna make fun of me. Because there was also really pretty thin women there as well that didn't that weren't models. They were just normal people, but they looked a lot fucking better in the underwear than I did, that's for sure. But it was just a weird thing to overcome, but I feel a lot better now, and I'm happy that I did it, and I got more comfortable as it went on, because it was like, it's fine, I'm yeah. in my underpants. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in my underpants, it's good, people are just looking, look, did you do, did you take my advice and do the butt squitch out and the lips squitch, uh, the, the butt, butt, put the butt, <laughs> butt out, out and put the lips out, look, like, mm, 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 mm. did <laughs> no. you take, did you take, you didn't take my advice on that. No, I did not take your advice well, on that's that. That's fine. I was supposed to be serious. It's just fine, whatever, that is serious, I was serious, that was, that is serious. Actually, no, when they were taking, because there was graphics on my ass as well, of the, in the underwear, so in the pictures of my ass, I did have to put my butt out and my head off to the side so they could see me like I'm looking back at the camera. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I did have my butt out. I put awesome. butt out. All right, great. I'm glad you took my advice. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but I just wanted to go on here to say that like, especially when you have body issues, everybody's got some kind of body issue. Yeah. That, you know, if you're in an environment that it's comfortable, it does, I feel freer. 
it was weird. And then I did a, we did, Murderfist did Sketchfest that night. And I never care about changing in front of the boys anyway. But I was just like, this is me. Yeah. People yeah. took pictures of this today. And Henry's like, put your clothes back on. <laughs> but you have to, and I was like, no, people took pictures of this today. Look at me. This is me. And I'm okay with it. So it was kind of, it was definitely ended up being a, a lot more empowering than, because I originally, thought it was like all right cool it's fine yeah, I'll yeah do okay i'll do it yeah but now i feel i like me even more than i did that's awesome yeah it's great i feel good and i i recommend that if you know if there's a way to stretch yourself in, in that direction of you know if you don't like something about yourself and if there's a way to comfortably deal with it a little bit mm -hmm. take it because i very almost said no yeah. yeah, you know, like, no, you were very apprehensive when you first told me about it. Like, and it was that same, like, yeah, I'm doing this on Saturday. This is the thing that's coming up. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad it was a good experience for you. Thank you. It was very. It, it di really did change my perception of of myself, yeah. specifically my thighs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got some problems with my thighs but that's okay that's totally okay yeah you know you just got to be you sometimes and i think that like plays into you know i i think about it often where i, I was reading this shitty article online of like a guy i mean not shitty it's just honest mm. that left his girlfriend because she had gained a, a lot of weight which i understand you know, if that is something that you heavily rely on for sexual attraction and your significant other gains a lot of weight and doesn't do anything about it, I understand that. But I think it's also the confidence in yourself of being able to take off your clothes because honestly, that's what it ended up happening was that I was like, I, not that I'm not confident in myself, but sometimes in sex, you want to hide yourself a little bit. No matter, anyone that's upset about anything with their body absolutely you know and i you know for the first time in a good amount of time was just naked <laughs> i was like yeah and it's that confidence that's what is attracted that's what my boyfriend is attracted to i'm attracted to that as well and and not everyone is and that's why i don't want to call that article shitty but it's more just like well if that's what he liked to bet you anyway i guess it's probably for the best that he fucking left you yeah you know, it, unless it's to a point that it's you're not taking care of yourself or you but it, because yeah. that's what it leads to. It leads to not having any confidence anymore. And I feel like that's what the reason is. And that's what the article should be about rather than she gained weight. She no pretty me no like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I, I get that, man. Uh, it, it's I mean, confidence definitely is sexy. I do love confidence in a woman, like no matter what. It's like really having confidence, and I and I I, I had a, a a fairly similar experience because you know mine's on the op. I mean, mine's on the opposite side because I'm a very skinny dude. Right. And I've always been skinny, and you know, it's and in a man, skinniness is not attractive. Like it's not really something that you know that women look for. It's like, oh, look at him. He's so bony. <laughs> Which Ooh, I, it's just not. I can, I can see his ribs. I love oh that. He's like a horse. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at the way his hands are disproportionately larger than the rest of his body. <laughs> and how his head is disproportionately smaller. 
See, but that's also something that you see in yourself that I never would have seen in you. No, I know that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Th- those are the things. That, and I did have a, uh, I had a, a, a bit of a nude modeling uh, experience myself. Really? In college. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it wasn't for, like, it was for a, an art project. I had a friend of mine that was a photographer in the art department. Uh, so there is a full scale like there's a a full set of uh nude photos out there of me with like very artistically burned negatives of course it's very much a junior year in college art project <laughs> uh but it it really helped me out to be like totally comfortable being like naked in in front of other people like i was you know naked her name was uh vicky wonderful woman uh she uh she took my pictures and all that in this weird room she even brought like a, a stereo uh and let me bring my own music to make me comfortable and all that uh but afterwards like i saw the pictures and it was the first time i'd ever like seen something like seen a picture of myself outside of myself like not just like looking in the mirror right but like seeing it like a picture of myself naked and like you know what that's not that bad like the skinniness, yes, yes, of course, I'm very, very skinny, uh, and probably always will be. But it helped me uh, to accept that, like that I'm not grossly skinny, like that I don't look gross and sick when I'm naked. Right. Uh, and that's you know, and that's still something that I kind of think about sometimes, but not all that often. But you know, it does, it does go both ways. You know, like being you know big and being small. Like everyone has their own body issues you right know, not everyone but most people most do. people do most people have that thing about themselves that they don't like you know and that uh that thing that you know is too big or too small or whatever uh and there are things that we can do to make ourselves feel better about it you know and you found the thing that you could do to make yourself feel better about it and something that you didn't even think was going to make you feel better about it in fact you thought was going to do the opposite right yeah but you took that leap you took that jump and you did it. Did it. And it fucking worked out for you. I still don't think I'll look at the pictures. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. I'm... I'll, t- I'll take it as it goes. When the time comes, yeah. I'll probably... I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I... oh, no, no. I don't, I don't want anyone else to. I think I'm gonna... Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not you know, not for just because uh, you don't want to look at uh, pictures of someone that you think of like a sister in lingerie. Yeah, no, no, no. Henry's not going to look at him. No, of course not. In fact, no. when I told him what I was doing, he said, that's disgusting. <laughs> like, well, don't t- say it's disgusting. Don't say it like that. Just say because yeah. like, that makes me feel bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he didn't mean it like no, that. He, didn't he, mean it like he that. meant it in that he, him seeing the pictures would make him feel also just even possibly thinking about me in lingerie at all he doesn't want to do of course which i understand because he can listen to you say horrible things on the round table because that's you know just you know it's just words (laughs) but actually picturing you in a real life situation that's definitely something different complete and i understood that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and of course and i understand that as well because i share the same feelings All right, let's get to our letters for today. If All you right. have any letters for us, uh, you can send them to cavecomedyradio@gmail.com. Uh, if you've got questions for us, if you want to comment on anything that we've said today or in past episodes, cavecomedyradio@gmail.com is the place to go. What are we gonna call this first gentleman? Ooh, um, Snapdragon. Snapdragon. All right. Thank you for. Hello, Jackie and Marcus. Thank you for your awesome work on sex and other human activities. I'm writing because I'm not too sure where else to turn at the moment. 
I'll try and keep this as short as possible. I live in England, and last summer I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety after a period of time of being unable to control my thoughts of suicide and mood swings. I started taking citalopram to help control my depression and anxiety, but it seems that since I started taking citalopram, all that I did was leave a trail of destruction behind me. I was in a long-term relationship of 12 years, met her when I was 16, and I went from feeling completely devoted to this amazing woman to not caring about her or anything else, including work, family, and friends, etc., at all. I started drinking heavily as this would stimulate my senses and ended up having what one would term an emotional affair with a work colleague. Whilst nothing physical happened, we would spend all our spare time with each other and completely neglected our partners. I lost my job when I told my employers I suffered from depression. They just let me go and didn't bullshit me as to why either, and this affair came to an end. I then decided to go away for a few weeks on my own and spent about a month in Ireland just bumming about where I ended up kissing another woman. My then-girlfriend of 12 years found out and then broke up with me, and rightly so. We remained very close, though, until the start of this summer, and shortly before this next part happened, I confessed how much I was still deeply in love with her. I gave up drinking for several months, but during spring, I started again and met another woman through my job at that time. We ended up having a physical and somewhat emotional relationship, but much of it was very hostile, and this woman would quite regularly use violence against me, something which I abhor, and I have now cut her out of my life. This relationship evidently broke my ex-girlfriend's heart, and she has since cut me out of her life. I then attempted suicide by overdosing, but was thwarted and taken to the hospital where I made a full recovery. Shortly after, I stopped taking citalopram, and after about six to eight weeks, the gravity of everything has hit me. I have ruined everything. My ex-girlfriend will not speak to me, and I feel like I destroyed 12 years of an amazing, emotionally deep relationship with someone who got me. Citalopram numbed all my emotions and my ability to make decisions. I don't blame the medication for my choices, as at the end of the day, it is not a mind-controlling drug, but why the fuck have I done this? I can't bear to have her out of my life. Why was everything okay before I took this medication and and I became such a cunt whilst on it? What do I do? I don't want to live with this. Yours sincerely, Snapdragon. This is a really tough one, man. Uh, I... As far as your girlfriend or your ex-girlfriend now, uh, I mean, you're just going to have to give her space. There's nothing, that, there's absolutely nothing that you can do at this point. You need to work on you before you can even think about that, honestly, Yeah. right now. She needs to see, what she has seen is she saw you take a downward spiral on medication or no, she saw you take a very fast, very destructive, both self-destructive and outwardly destructive uh, downward spiral, uh, and you have to prove to her that you're not going to do that again. You have to prove to her that you've got your shit under control, and it might take a long time, and it, to be completely honest, she might never come back. But in the meantime, even if she doesn't come back, you've still done some very important and very good work towards your next relationship. Right. And realizing, I mean, I think immediately the fact that you said that you can't blame the medication that you do, you obviously was not mind controlling. That is such a huge step. It's gigantic. I mean, just at least recognize that in yourself that, I mean... It was something that definitely controls your emotions and definitely fucks with your decision making. But at the end of the day, it was you. And that is like acceptance is such a huge beginning to getting better Um, and giving but giving up anything that you've been on for that long 
I don't know if you did a cold turkey, it sounds like you did, is not a good idea. No, that probably was really rough. I'm sure you went through withdrawals, uh, and I'm sure your mental state probably took... A, I'm sure you started fucking seesawing quite a bit during that time. Uh, but I hope you didn't go off cold turkey, but it sounds like you probably did. I, I mean, you definitely, if you are able to, should immediately be talking to someone. I mean, you should have been talking to someone the entire time. They would have realized early on that this was not the medication for you. You need you need something, but it's not that. And now you need to work with someone to figure out what medication it is you need and what is going to make you better. And at least now you know that that one is not it. But someone that is a professional that knows a lot more about the medication would be like, Okay, well, that made you this way, so now you should try this because this won't make you do that. Yeah, and you ask, like, why the fuck have I done this? You're going to have to talk to somebody about that. Yes. We can't tell you why the fuck you did it. Like, we, we don't know what was going through your head while you were doing all this stuff. I mean, and you say that, you know, it numbed your emotions, and a lot of people do say that about uh, antidepressant medication. You know, antidepressant medication is not for everyone. Uh, I do... You know, I, I'm of course not definitely not a professional, but just personal opinion. It, I think it's overprescribed. And I think people get thrown, they get thrown it a lot when really therapy is what is probably the better thing for them. Uh, and you know, I'm sure therapy might actually have been a better path for you in the beginning, but doesn't matter what was the better path for you at the beginning at this point. Like what happened in the past doesn't matter. What happens is going forward and therapy. Uh, and talking to someone is what you need to figure out why the fuck you've done this first. Uh, figure that out. And then you can figure out how to get everything back on track. Personally, when I, I mean, part of the reason, you know, I've talked about it numerous times before of being in a solid relationship and then throwing, like flipping the table on it yeah. was part of it was the antidepressants I was on. I was not on the right thing and I was also numb. I was numb for a really long time. And I just, when I did such irrational decisions personally, it was because I wanted to feel. Yeah, and I well, irrational decisions. Irrational, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, irrational decisions. That I, I wanted to do anything since my life had been so rational and that everything up to that, it was like, well, if I'm not feeling anything, why don't I do the exact opposite of what I'm doing and, and just fucking try that out, see how I feel about that. And the thing is that it doesn't make you feel any harder it just causes destruction and it, it's almost like a satisfying feeling to destroy everything when you can't feel anything mm -hmm. because at least you can physically see what what is happening and emotionally and other people see what you're doing to them and that's how you're feeling rather than feeling inside and you feed off of that and 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 whether you know it or not, it's something that you feel like it's like oh well now I'm no now I can feel because I just ruined this and I ruined you and I fucked my job and because oh there's feeling out there I, I'm doing something rather than feeling like you're going through life and not affecting anything mm -hmm. and that is scary. Oh, that's terrifying to fuck things up that much just so you can say oh that's something. Right. Um. And if you're on the wrong medication, I mean, that is the chemicals in your brain that you're fucking with that, like, you honestly feel that way. And it's a hard thing now when you're out of it and you're coming out of it to deal with that. But it, it, it was what your brain decided to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, it, and it is, it wasn't mind controlling, but it is mind altering. 
and that's very important. You know, it's very important to remember that it is mind altering, uh, and you can't. And, it, and I'm very glad that you're not blaming the medication. It had something to do with it. It definitely had something to do with it. Uh, but at the end of the day, yes, it was your choices and your decisions uh, that led you to this point. Uh, but as Jackie said, you've accepted it. You're turning back the clock on a lot of this on the types of shit that fucked with you for so long uh and i think all you got to do is just talk to somebody and it's gonna take a lot of time yeah and i bet at least in time you, you'll probably be able to become friends again with your ex-girlfriend at the very least by the t- but at that point you're going to need to be able to understand what happened within you so that you can talk to her about it and and openly discuss what happened and until then there's no healing that's going to happen. You can't buy your way out of this. You can't, you know, beg your way out of this. This is a huge trust. Even though you were broken up with that last one, obviously the person, it's the physical and emotional relationship that the last relationship that you had that was a stint that really broke her. You know, she was hoping to get back together with you. She obviously still loves you. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to watch someone do. And at that point, you know, for self-preservation, she had to let you go. Yeah. And and I'm I'm really happy that you did not successfully OD, and I'm really happy that you are working in a positive direction now. But, I mean, you're definitely in a hole. But it's not, it's not a forever hole. It's not a coffin. You are definitely digging your way out of it. You just have a few more feet to go to hit solid again now i and i went through a a similar type of situation uh with you know a girl that i was uh dating and living with in college that you know and we you know i've talked about it before you know that's when i had a like a big my first big uh breakdown and and you know this relationship it wasn't 12 years by any you know it was nowhere near that long but i did flip out and you know break up with her by and essentially throw her out of the house uh, and then, of course, I realized what I had done and tried to get her back. Uh, and after like a month of breaking up, I about a month after that, I realized what I'd done and then spent months trying to get her back. And she had just she had already moved on. She said, no, you hurt me. She, she said, you hurt me too bad. You know, you know, I don't want to talk to you. I, I don't want to be around you right now. Uh, and I that fucking devastated me, of course, and it put me down for a long time. Uh, and we didn't talk for forever. And I thought about her every day for years. Like for years, there wouldn't be a day goes by that would go by uh, without her popping in my head at least once and just being like, "Well, you know, fuck that up. You know, that's never coming back." Uh, but then one day, she got a hold of me. Turns out she lives here in the city now. Uh, or at the time, you know, this was years ago. Uh, but one day she did get a hold of me and was just like, Hey, what are you up to? Like, what do you want to get together for dinner sometime? And it wasn't any sort of romantic thing. You know, it wasn't, I mean, she had a boyfriend, uh, and you know, I was single at the time, but, uh, she was just like, Hey, let's get together and meet up. Uh, and we got together, uh, and we had dinner and went out for some drinks and at the end of the night, I realized that we had gone exactly in the ways that we should have gone. She was where, where she needed to be. I was where 
I needed to be. I was happy with my life even without her, because I had made my own life without her. I had accepted that I would not get her back. Uh, and I had accepted that, yes, I will find, I'm going to have to find somebody else. Uh, and she did the same thing. She wasn't mad. She had gotten over what I had done. Uh, she no longer held any sort of, from what I could tell, any sort of negative feelings. I told her about what had gone on, what I'd figured out, what had happened to me over the few years, how I'd been working on myself. Uh, and she forgave me for all of that. But because I had continued working on my life after we had uh, split, you know, and even after I was thinking about her every day, after I'd, you know, because I'd still continue to work on my life, I was still happy with where I was, even without her. So that's what you're going to have to do. You're just going to have to keep living your life without her. And I don't even know if you should hope that she's going to come back or think about her coming back and yearning for her to come back, you may have to just accept that she's not going to come back. Instead, you should yearn to find your sense of self. Yeah. I mean, also, it, 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 I know, like, the what happened in the breakup is, is such a big deal, but thinking of being with a person from the age of 16 to 28, yeah. I mean, y you don't have your own singular sense of self because you've been with someone for so long not that you know you're not your own person but it's like now it's time to think of you to think of why did this happen of what is going on and to work on you and to create trust you have to trust yourself again and that is way more important yeah than thinking about getting her back right now because it's not gonna happen anytime soon if it happens it's it may happen. happen. It may happen someday. Down the line, yeah, but time. Line. It yes. needs a lot of time. Yeah. A lot of time. It, you know, this wasn't just a one kiss thing and, you know, that's how you heard This is This is a big thing. And also, if she loves you the way that she, I'm sure that she does, she knows that if you go through that kind of breakdown, you need to be by yourself. And if she loves you that much, she knows to stay away and you should give her her space as well for a good amount of time. Yeah. And I think you're going to be able to do it. I mean, you're going to be able to work on yourself. And, and like Jackie said, you've got something really difficult ahead of you because you are 28 and, you know, you were with this person through some of the most important developmental years in a human's life. Extremely important years as far as developing. And you developed with her so a lot of those feelings that you have are attached to her and you went through those things with her and you don't know being alone like you you don't you just don't you don't know that feeling of being in your 20s and being alone whereas a lot of us went through that many a times being in your 20s and being alone being an adult and being alone being an adult and being alone is so much different than being 15 and being alone being a teenager and being alone uh, they're two very different feelings, and you're going to have to deal with how to be in your late 20s, early 30s, and, and being alone. And it's and don't think that you're too old to learn how to do anything like that or that you've gone past the point where you can't develop those sorts of feelings because that's just not true. There are, plenty, there are people that get married at 18 and get divorced at 40, and they figure out how to live alone. I'm like watching, they figure out have, how to have 
their own lives, and they blossom in ways that they didn't even know was possible. You have an actually, like, you have a bright future ahead of you. If you play your cards right, then you can blossom in ways that you never even thought possible. You're Alex, young. You're young. <laughs> you could become a completely different person. It's very possible. You can do whatever you want right now. You can do anything. And you have an opportunity uh, that not a whole lot of people have. But I feel like, you know, it's hard to say that you should feel this way. But, you know, rather than a sense of like, what have I done? Now I feel like you should look at the open canvas in front of you being like, okay, what can I do now? What can I be now? How do I live now? And, And that is... It is. It can be exciting if you want it to be, uh, and and thinking of all of the things that you are capable of doing now, not that you were being, but maybe you were being held back before. Maybe this is part of the whole thing. You know, yeah. maybe it's some deep set thing of that you wanted to change. You wanted something new, and you know now is the time to not only work on you, but just think of all the possibilities. You know, if you are able to move somewhere else. Start over again, do something new or learn something new or get a fucking entirely new job, anything to change it up. Yeah. You've you've already ripped the rug out from underneath you. You may as well put a new fucking rug down. Go out, buy a new rug. <laughs> you need a whole new fucking rug, new fucking everything and try it out. Yeah. Not a lot of people have this opportunity. And, it, you know, you just got to work on the building blocks of becoming stable with you, which starts by talking to someone as soon as possible and start trying out new medication mm-hmm. and talking to someone that will actually listen to you and help you. And that is also an important thing that a problem that I had with uh, um, a, a psychiatrist that didn't listen to me when I said that the medicine wasn't making me feel the way I wanted to feel. It was making me feel numb. And he's like, no, 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 you're fine. Yeah. Anyone tells you that if you feel anything that you don't feel like you should be feeling that way, someone should listen to you. And if they don't and they say, no, 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 you're fine, you go in online and you find a new person and you go to a new person. Exactly. That is not an answer. Unless it's been only a few days. It takes weeks. It takes I weeks. mean, it takes It takes a long time. Yeah, it sometimes. takes a, a very long time for that stuff to start showing up in But in mine was behavior. about a year and a half in. Oh, God. And I was like, I'm numb. I don't feel like myself. And someone told me I'm fine. Yeah. And, and I dealt with it. Did they even look at right. you in the eye when they said you're fine? <laughs> I mean, like it seems yeah, like they're like, just oh, like writing on something like, oh yeah, yeah, you're fine. No, you're fine. Well, they just thought that I, you know, wasn't listening to myself or that I was like, oh no, you're just used to being so charismatic and now and I'm like, but that's I can you can still be you and be on medication. Yeah. That's what uh, I feel like a lot of people, especially older like psychiatrists don't understand that it's like it's different now mm-hmm. you can still be yourself and just not have the crazy up and down not have the crazy anxiety attacks you know it, it is possible you just have to find the right thing yeah absolutely you've got you know you you just uh, just remember that you are starting at essentially starting at like let's say maybe a four you know you're not starting at zero but you're starting at about a four uh, and you've got You've got work to do. I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. You got a shit ton of work to do, uh, but you know, it's it's your decision whether you want to go up from here or not. But I think that it sounds like you do. Yes, you do. And I, I, I mean, you wouldn't be writing in. Yeah. And you wouldn't have done the work already. The changes you've already made, and it's 
it's all up from here. You can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to take time. Absolutely. All right, well, let's move on to our next letter. What are we going to call this girl? Ooh, waiting turtle. <laughs> going, it's like a reptilian theme. Yeah. Or amphibian? Uh, snapdragon? Turtles. What is, is a snapdragon a thing? That's a bug. Is it a bug? No, it's a flower. It's a flower. <laughs> Well, In my head, it's it's uh, it's a really big lizard. It's a flower. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> Snapdragon. If just so you know, in my head, you were a really big lizard. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember that. <laughs> hey, Jackie and Marcus. I love the podcast. Blah, blah. You guys changed my life. I love you so much. By the way, that's not me. That's her. <laughs> yeah. that, 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 that sounds like me being an asshole, but that's what she wrote. Uh, she said, I've been going to a psychologist for the past few months, and she's awesome. I've been to people in the past who didn't seem to care at all, and I don't know. I've just clicked with this lady for some reason. In Australia and other places, I guess, if you go to the doctor like, yo, I'm depressed... They do some magic thing, and you get 10 free psychology visits in a 12-month span. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. This week will be my last free visit of the year, and I'm all right with it. It might be good to have a break for a couple months before coming back next year. The problem is my psychologist is pregnant, and I don't know what if I go back next year. She's not there, and I get stuck with someone new. Like I said, I've been to other people before, and they didn't seem to be interested in helping me. Also, I don't want to explain my whole life to another person all over again. I mean, if I have to talk to someone new, I will, but I don't want to because I'm a baby. Sorry about my bad grammar. I'm the dumbest person on earth. I don't even know what I'm asking, but if you guys have any advice, that would be cool. Like, you're not the dumbest person on earth. I've uh, seen dumber. Yeah. I've met dumber. A lot dumber. I've seen much dumber. First, first of all, you didn't use uh, you are. When you said you got you, you guys being are a great. grammar Nazi right now? Yeah, I mean, you by a you, Nazi right I mean, now? like you, the letter U and the letter R. Like, come on. She's got things to do. <laughs> she or didn't. He, he, she didn't write that. She didn't do that. So no, you are not <laughs> oh, the dumbest. She didn't do she that. She didn't gotcha. do that. Yeah, she didn't do that. So no, you're not the dumbest person on earth. Uh, you're fine. And Actually, you, it's very weird that you wrote in because. Marcus went through the exact same <laughs> fucking thing. So actually, yeah. it was perfect that you wrote yes, it. Yes, it is perfect that you This exact same thing happened to me two years. I've been going to my therapist three, four years now. Uh, but at least three, I think. Uh, and she, uh, same thing happened. She got pregnant while, uh, while we were in the middle of our sessions. And I had to, uh, she came back, of course. Uh, and, but while she was working with, while she was, you know, on her maternity leave, I uh, saw this other woman who I didn't like as much as my regular therapist. You know, she didn't, I mean, it wasn't that she didn't get me or anything like that, but having to explain your whole life to another person again, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yes, it seems like it will be tedious, but in all actuality, you're probably going to remember things that you didn't remember the first time. You're going to be going over all the... Think of it like watching a TV series over again. Like, say you watch True Detective. You're like, that was fucking awesome. I love True Detective. Let, I'm actually wearing you're a wearing True, true Detective I, I think that's why I'm put, bringing it up because I'm wearing a True <laughs> Detective t-shirt right now. But it's like, I fucking loved that. Let's watch it again. 
and you watch it again and you notice things that you didn't notice the first time through. Uh, and if you watch it again, you notice many things that you didn't notice the first and second time through. So going through it again, you're probably going to find some things like I did that you didn't even know were there. But also what I think is interesting, especially after having been in therapy for a while, having to go through things again, I feel like the things that you find that are important to say to a new therapist, you're like, oh, I feel like it's important to say this because I feel like, like because like, oh, why is it important for me to talk about that one time when I was eight, when my mom said this to me? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember that. And I say that when I'm just talking about a brief overview of my life because it was such an impactful thing, mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of drives home of different either idiosyncrasies or things that you're dealing with that it kind of opens up more scabs yeah. in a good way. In a good way. When you have to meet a new therapist. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, I th and, you know, it's also possible. Just see if, you know, your psychologist is pregnant. See if you can, like, talk to her and say, hey... Can we start seeing each other again when you come back? Like, is, is that possible? Uh, because it, it seems like um, this is some sort of 10 free psychology visits in a 12-month span. It seems like this is a government-type thing that goes on, so there might be some bureaucracy that you have to deal with here. Uh, but if you go to see somebody and uh, and you don't like them, it seems like you went to the people in the past and you didn't like them, so you went to a different person. Uh, and clicking with your psychologist is extremely important. You do have to click with them. Uh, the, uh, the second woman that I went to, I didn't necessarily click with her. She kept saying, giddy up. Like, I, it was weird. What do you mean? And she get when I'd say like you know like something good happened today, like hey this good thing happened this week. She go oh giddy up. Oh like, no 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 no! I can't believe you went back again. Like, <laughs> no thank you. She was what fine. Mean, giddy up. She was a very nice woman. I saw, actually saw her earlier today at the offices. I went oh. to therapy this morning and I saw her today and I was like hey how you doing? I'm not gonna mention her name, but I'm like hey how you doing? She's like hey Marcus how are you? And I'm like giddy up. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't like that. Like that, that kind of got on my my nerves a little bit. Uh, but you will find somebody. You will find another person in uh, in the system that you enjoy because it's it's. I don't think it's reasonable to think that there's one person in all of your area of Australia that is going to get you, like one psychologist that's going to get you. I understand if you've got someone that you really, really like going to, uh, going to see that you feel like you have a sort of... Like I feel like with my, uh, with my psychiatrist, I've got a, uh, a shorthand with her. Like uh, when you click with somebody, it's just like, I mean, it is a relationship, you know, like a, you know, it is a, an actual relationship that you have with another human being. Not, it's weird. It's not romance and it's not friendship. It's something completely different that that's hard to describe like a therapist patient relationship, but it is a relationship. And in any relationship that you have, whether it's with your significant other, or if it's with your best friend, you have a shorthand with each other, things that go unsaid. Things that you don't have to uh, explain, like stop and explain this, stop and explain that. Like uh, it's a yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you're talking to somebody and you start going into something, they go yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> that. Yeah, I know the story. He's like, yeah, I know that story. Or even like not even I know that story, but just like I know what you're talking. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you don't you don't have to worry about going into that sort of thing. Uh, and I think that's part of what clicking with the therapist is all is about. At least it is for me personally. Uh, so that's one thing to look for 
when you're talking to a person. It, it's, you know, kind of a, a therapist. It's, uh, you know, it's almost like a, a it is like almost like a romantic relationship or a friendship where you just kind of know. You're like, oh, this person. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see this person again. Uh, so, you know, fairly quickly whether you click with the person or not. So I don't think you should really worry about uh, not seeing the person that you really enjoy um, because one, they may be coming back and two, uh, it's very possible that there are plenty of other people around there that you can connect with. Just uh, the main thing you have to do is don't go into it with a bad attitude. Like don't go into it with like, you're not as good as my last one. I'm like, gonna hate you. <laughs> Try like, and make me like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, you can't. Because you have different friends. You know, yeah. you have different friends for different reasons. It, uh, you, you will find someone else. I mean, I'm saying this, but I'm also very bad at it. I'm yeah. just like, you're not as good. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty judgmental when it yeah. comes to. But it's the one of the few times that it's okay to be as judgmental as you want. Yeah. If you don't click with them, it's okay. You like you. You can openly say, this isn't really working for me. Thank you so much, but I, I don't want to see you again. Yeah, I have to go to somebody else. Right. Like, it's fine. And they're not going to take it personally. No, they, you can't because it, it's one of the most personal things. It's one of the most personal relationships you have. Yeah. Just remember, it's their job. Yeah. Like, this is their job. Uh, at the end of the day, like, yes, you do. And, and I think maybe that's why a therapist is a different kind of relationship because it is it is a very personal thing. But, but also very professional. It also is. Yeah, it's very professional. Like, I know when I go to uh you know to go see my therapist i know i am paying her for a service right like if and if she wasn't good at it then i wouldn't pay her for that service it's like the same thing as you know if you've got a shitty plumber if you call up a plumber and they do a shitty job fixing your shit then you're not going to call them again right and it's the same thing with a therapist a therapist is paid to help you with your mental and emotional issues and if they can't do that then you move on to the next one and there are no hard feelings involved the the therapist and they know enough like they're if you know they're if they're at least minimally competent then they will agree okay yeah it's not working out but on the other hand you have to make sure that you're not uh getting rid of them because they're making you remember and admit to and talk about uncomfortable things uh, it has to be something where you just don't connect with the person personally and you feel like you're getting nothing out of it. But I, I know some people like will get rid of a therapist or stop going somewhere because the therapist is making them feel things that they don't want to feel and making them uh, confront things that they don't want to confront. So they're like, I don't like this. I'm going away. Uh, you've got it. If, if that's the sort of thing that's happening, then you just got to fucking push through it. Uh, but you know, just make sure that it's the right person, you know, and there's, you will find another person that you like, uh, and it's going to be all right. The important thing is that you're getting help. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that'll be it for, uh, for this week, but Hey, we got a surprise this week. We're going to be doing two, two episodes, two episodes. Uh, and the reason why is because we want to give you guys a little preview. We started a thing on uh, this website called Patreon. 
Patreon is a site where you give money uh, for P- give money to people like us, like podcasters or YouTubers or people like that uh, that do things for free out there, and you can elect to pay a certain amount of money for every piece of work that we put out. So you can go to patreon.com slash sex and other human activities, and you can donate as much as you want per podcast. If you want to give us a dollar per show, $2 per show, $10 per show. Hell, if you give us $10 per show, then you will get a monthly episode of Cat Chat. Cat Chat, Jackie Zabrowski, where I look at pictures of cats and talk about them. <laughs> no, I don't have a cat, but I sure like to look at them. <laughs> that is actually a promise. That is going to happen. <laughs> that right, is if we, going to happen. Yeah, if we get that, even if it's like one person that pledges $10 I'll per I'll make the show for, for per that month, person. Then that person will get a, a monthly ep- a, a episode of Cat Chat at the beginning of uh, every month. Yeah. Uh, but if we make enough money uh, per episode uh, to get Jackie an extra day off work, then we can do two episodes a week and we'll, we won't have to do the thing where we go like, all right, we'll get to you next week or anything like that. We can get to you guys as soon as we possibly can uh, and we'll be able to get... And we've already got two patrons. We just posted on the Facebook page and, and thank you to Jennifer McIntosh and Courtney Harmer. Yeah, uh, for, thank you. Thank you very much. You guys, uh, they already uh, donated. You know, they're... You know, just giving us a little bit of money per episode. So uh, go to patreon.com slash sex and other human activities. Uh, and, uh, yeah, give us a, a little bit of cash. Just, a, just a little bit. And thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who uh, who's done it and everyone who's going to do it. Uh, thank you in advance. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, right now we got two Patreons, and we are making $4 per podcast. Yes. Love it. Love it. No, but really, it's, you know, it, it makes a difference. And, you know, I love doing this so much, and I would like to do it more, and I, I, I want to continue to do it. Absolutely. And I'd and love to do it more as well. This is very rewarding. Thank you guys so much. And, and just write in. Yeah, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next week. No, we'll see you in a few oh, days. Yeah, we'll see you on Thursday. All right. Goodbye. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.